The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn News. Hey there, it's Dan Roth, LinkedIn's Editor-in-Chief. Welcome to This Is Quick, where we ask today's leaders pointed questions about their own best practices. Today, we're hearing from Danny Garcia, the co-founder of Zoa Energy, one of the companies on the LinkedIn top startups list this year. She also heads up the Garcia companies and is one of Dwayne The Rock Johnson's strategic advisors. All right, Danny, This Is Quick. Is there something you always have with you that you kind of can't start your business day without? Funny enough, it's always going to be my phone. (laughs) There's so much information that's incoming from all of my companies and in the way it's worked into my schedule and the notes that I carry on each one of the companies that's relevant that I need to be addressing. I do a lot of writing, so I actually translate from what's on my phone to the written word actually writing by hand. That helps me to organize. That helps me to think. So I would add to that that I actually carry a binder that has all of my current thoughts in there as well. Old school. Really? You take everything off the computer, off your phone, and then you write it out longhand somewhere? No. What I, I take what's on the computer on the phone, and then I write the things that it makes me think of that I need to execute on. So I don't double. I sort of continue the process. I get the prompt, and then I continue off of that into something that's written so I can go ahead and execute off of that. And is this like a three-ring binder? Is it like, you know, middle school, you got this big thing, you're putting yeah, newsweek paper it is, in there? It is, it is bound. It is bound. Yeah. And I do and I do actually go through them very quickly. You know, it's just a beautiful leather pad. And then it's every day written with notes. And it, it's funny, the actual writing helps me to not only know the subject matter better, but allows me to sort of get into a creative process. It almost adds a little bit of art to something that could be very technical. And it it helps me in my philosophical approach. When did you first know what you wanted to do? When I was 13, I knew that I wanted to build businesses and I knew that I wanted to be a millionaire so I could take care of my family. You know, I feel like a lot of people would shy away from saying, I want to be a millionaire. They might be like, I want to be successful. You were comfortable from (laughs) at that point being like, millionaire, that's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no. I'm a second generation from an immigrant family. I was like, okay, I need to be a millionaire. I'm going to take care of my family. That again, that in my head, I'm like, okay, this, that amount will do it. I will take care of my family. I'm going to be a millionaire. And then, of course, as I evolved in high school and college, I was like, okay, maybe a little bit more. (laughs) Maybe I can do more. That's great. Is there one habit or item or process that helps you stay productive? Yes. Every morning um, after breakfast, before I train, I take about an hour and a half and I go through any of the philosophical intensives that I'm working on. I usually go through an intensive that's every four weeks or every eight weeks and I review the thought processes that are driving me. I add to them, I develop them, I put them up against the companies. I do that every working day, and sometimes I'll do it on Sunday. When I do that, it anchors me so deeply on how I want to see the universe and how I want to do my decision-making, and then I go forth. It actually impacts my training as well. It'll change how I'm approaching an exercise in addition to then whoever I'm speaking to or whatever companies I'm working with that day. Who was your first mentor, and was there something important you learned from them? 
I actually have not had mentors um, ever. <laughs> so, but it doesn't mean that I haven't spent my life learning and listening and sort of maybe not taking the information that someone is sharing, but saying, okay, what does that information make me think of? And I will say that I do it every day. I, I did it when I was listening to your podcast yesterday. I do it when I speak to my, my executive team at the Garcia Companies. There's input and information that comes from everyone. And I'm continuously in a state of learning and being coached. All right. Someone shows up for a one-on-one -on -one with you. Is there something that makes you want to extend the time with them? And is there something that makes you want to basically end it as quick as possible? If someone, yes, if someone shows up for a one-on-one, -on -one, I will absolutely extend the time if I feel that they are in a space to learn and not prove something, right? if they're not leading with ego. I will cut the time if they come to sit with me and they have no idea about my background or who I am and didn't take even a moment to just get some cursory information so that we could sit and have a mutual conversation. Young people get a pass at that. So I usually will coach them through it and say, hey, for next time. But if you've been in the business for a while and you show up that way, it's going to be a short meeting. <laughs> Well, it sounds like for someone who has not been mentored, you are giving back a lot in your own mentoring to help people through these kind of one-on-ones. It's a critical uh, thing to let people know because this is not like a natural, having a one-on-one -on -one with someone no. is not something that we know from birth how to do. So that's great. Absolutely. What's one thing you learned from someone you worked with that has changed your career and how have you began implementing it? Dan, so much of what I do is so unique and most of the time has almost every aspect of my life has never been done before, including becoming a professional bodybuilder at 42. So that doesn't leave a lot of spaces for me to go to, to say, hey, let me pull this, let me pull that. What I did learn was that I have to get to the top of any execution or problem. I'm continuously looking at a question and saying, okay, what's the question before that? What's the question before that? What's the question before that? Until I can't stop. Because I found that if I can get to the highest point of view on any subject or any execution or any launch of any company, I'm going to have an execution that has the greatest level of impact. So for me, I'm always looking for what is the most impactful moment and taking the time to find that. And that's something that I've committed to and I've spent a lot of time doing. So this might be tied to that last question, but what was the biggest aha moment of your career? <laughs> You're going to laugh. My biggest aha moments happen weekly because of the way my business is structured. So they happen weekly. So I'm going to tell you my biggest aha moment was yesterday evening, listening to your podcast was my biggest, and I'm going to tell you why. Because as I was oh, listening to your podcast and I was hearing you discuss the time you're in Louisville and you're sitting around the dinner table and your family's talking about business and then hearing about your mentors when you first went into business journalism, I believe it was the woman who sat down and she, she almost taught you how to unwrite so you could write again. I was like, that's mentorship. That is actually mentorship. That is what everyone keeps asking me about that I'm always fumbling. So today when I show up to you and I say, hey, I actually have never had mentors, I finally have the peace to say, hey, that's okay. You did a great job and you mentor as many people as possible. So I had this huge aha moment 
from your history. And I was like, look at that. They were just being bosses. No wonder I never felt any attachment to it because they were like, hey, do this job. It was someone being a boss versus someone being a mentor. So yes, you provided me with a huge aha moment. This oh, week. that's so nice to say. So thank you. I've got to say as a boss, I think that sometimes you think you're just trying to get stuff done, but some of that actually has real meaning to somebody. And when my editor was telling me at the time that I, how to just, how to write, how to put together a story, how to be responsible, she was doing it because she needed something to get done, but in the end she was training me and it had this massive mm. impact. So I think that maybe there's mentoring that we do by accident or as a side uh, part of our yeah. overall job. That's a great point, great point. All right, last question, uh, Danny. Do you see a point where you ever retire? It feels like you just keep adding and wanting to do more and finding new mountains to, yeah. to climb, or do you think there's a, a point where you're like, all right, that's it? That's a great question. My, my life has evolved so dramatically. So this year looks so much different than last year. And I just see that as an expression of who I am. So my goal is to keep expressing year after year after year. Now, maybe that may look different in 30 years or so, but for now, I'm always going to be searching for what's that next thought? What is the thought I haven't ever thought before? What is that next idea? And how can I impact people? That's kind of a part of who I am when I wake up. So I'll always adhere to that. That was the CEO of Zoa Energy, Danny Garcia. Danny noted that she's never had a formal mentor or mentee relationship, but I was struck by the environment of learning that she creates for herself by her own account, doing it daily. She makes it a point to learn from everyone around her. She's putting notes in a notebook that she keeps with her. And then, and this I thought was really cool, she uses her own one-on-ones and all sorts of opportunities to try to mentor others. How about you? Outside of a formal mentorship relationship, how and where are you learning? Let me know on LinkedIn using the hashtag, this is working. And if there's a question you wanna hear in these candid segments with guests, let me know that too. You can reach me at thisisworking at linkedin.com. Thanks to our team for putting this together. Nina and I will be back next week to bring you more great takeaways. Be well and stay curious.